Have your sports curiosity cured. Look them out carefully. Weaves and leaves it for Dersey. Picking up speed through neutralized Sean Dersey. Right into the net. Stopped by Hellebuck. Two Coyotes are down. Three Jets are on the move. This is Mark Shackley. Behind him is Morrissey. He's got it. Morrissey. Corner. Scores! veteran of the sports reporting game for over 25 years. All right, Casey Middlestad. He too coming to the right circle. So nothing changes. Middlestad holds it. Scores! Casey goes to bat and he hits it out of the park and the Sabres get the first in the shootout. Breaking down Edmonton's favorite teams. He gains the zone. Dropped off. Jones. Jones. Shoot save. Rebound save. Oh, look out. To break it, ahead for guess who? Patrick Kane, he's in, he scores! Patrick Kane, on the ice he used to call home for 16 seasons. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. Here we go for Saul 119, February 26th. Yes, she's nasty out there. Very unpleasant. Kind of horror-awful. Minus 19. And boy, Friday, guy had the chairs out on the back, sitting having a cold beer after hockey. It was plus 11. (laughs) And then like two days later, it's this. Not even two days later, day and a half. And man, oh man, it was just bizarro world last night and into the morning. Be safe, travel safe, uh, take your time. If you've got uh, a little more time that you can get to wherever you are going this morning, please uh, heed caution because it's uh, not very pleasant. Not very pleasant out there. And it is game day for the Edmonton Oilers. And loved a text, uh, or not a text, a, a tweet out from Mark Spector that said, just loves when California teams come up here. So the Kings would have flown in yesterday right in the teeth of this thing. Like just land and come out from the airport and man then they got to take the bus to the hotel and traffic sucks and it snows this deep and it's blowing and it's howling welcome to edmonton la king so both teams tonight la edmonton with 68 points in the uh western conference standings should be a good one thanks so much for tuning into the kevin carey show this morning on your drive in to work on the AM dial, or if you're uh, streaming on iHeartRadio, highly recommend that. The TuneIn app, and of course on sports1440.ca, tons and tons of options uh, to check us out. And if you miss any part of the show, you can always catch up by searching uh, The Kevin Carey Show on, well, we got Apple Podcasts, there's Spotify, Google Podcasts, there's Amazon, tons and tons of options no question about it. And be sure to subscribe, select the uh, auto download so you never have to miss a second of the show. So, Oilers and Kings tonight. And we know the Oilers have sort of been leaking a little bit. Uh, third of four matchups on the season. Last time the two teams met, it was a 4 nothing LA win. February 10th uh, in LA. You know, last week we were talking about the fact that there were several components that were creeping in to the Oilers game. And this kind of even dates back 
at the end of the All-Star, like going into the All-Star break where the Oilers were still on a good roll, obviously with 16 wins in a row, but wasn't tidy, wasn't neat. And then come out of the All-Star break and, you know, the Oilers had a pretty decent game in Vegas, eked one out in Anaheim, and then you could see it kind of creeping in, creeping in. And we're talking about things like, you know, odd man rushes, uh, loose, very loose defensive zone coverage, passiveness in the defensive zone at times, bad goals allowed by goaltenders, both of them, Cal Pickard, Stu Skinner, goals that they were not allowing in, you know, several weeks earlier. The penalty kill, well documented, not being able to stop the other team. Power play, not being able to score a big goal, maybe when needed. Entire period lapses, you know, playing 40-minute games, slow starts, on and on and on. There, you know, there are many, many things that you can kind of dissect here. Well, you have to change the narrative now because they were creeping in, but now they have crept in. They have crept in. And the key to stopping all that is nipping it in the bud. We've talked about this on the show many, many times. Momentum and confidence Two massive, massive areas where if a team has it, well, that team has to keep it for as long as it can. And if the team doesn't have it, you got to get it back as fast as you can. That's what makes teams successful. When you have little areas like this part of the season where you are not playing totally to your potential, to your level, you got to get back as fast as you can. Prime example, prime example would have been Vancouver Canucks on Saturday night against Boston. Now you got Boston playing three games in four nights, two overtime games, one here, one in Calgary. Bruins are out to a two nothing lead, but you can see they're they're kind of just chugging along. They're chugging along. Vancouver says, you know what? We can we can attack this. We can get this. We can we can get our momentum back, get our confidence back. And the Canucks did. That could have been a five game losing streak. Canucks were on a four-game losing streak, could have easily been five. But now they kind of turn the tables a little bit and now feeling a lot. Just think of Vancouver. If Vancouver loses that game, and even in regulation, now that's five in a row. Canucks, full marks to get back, get that momentum, get the confidence back. Our text line always open, 1-833-401-1440, one 833-401-1440. Also want to give a great shout out to all our fans and listeners that came out to Century Casino on Saturday. We had the Oilers Flames watch party. Uh, special props to Jim. And Jim won. What happened is we had a big draw. People came in like 5 o'clock and it was packed in there. Thanks to Renee and staff and Savannah did a remarkable job uh, with with a lot of people in there. But we had a draw for two tickets to the Flames and Oilers game. Jim wins it with his wife. Uh, and Jim, they actually, they went to the game um, on Friday against Minnesota. Jim wins the tickets and goes, you know what? I'm going to give them to two ladies that are just sitting across uh, from the in the, in the uh, lounge area. Gave the two tickets to the ladies. They were on their way at a great time, posted some pictures. So congrats to that. And then uh, everyone else that came down, special shout out to SKS, Sean Smith, our sales here at Stingray, that uh, kind of organized everything along with Renee and picked up the tab, the tip, the whole bit. The Duke was down there. Connor Halley was down there. 
<laughs> Donnie, the intern, was down there. That was an eye-opening experience, Duke, wasn't it, for Donovan, the intern. It's like it's the first time he's ever, like all those lights and the sounds and everything. He was like, what's going on in here? What's going on in here? Well, I told you that uh, Donovan, uh, more than at home in the casino, but I think that was his, uh, well, I know it was his first time at Century and kind of getting to see the whole sports bar set up over in the corner. That was definitely, uh, you could tell he came in a little wide-eyed and, <laughs> and bushy-tailed because it's just a tremendous facility to, to take in a big game like that on Saturday night. But whether uh, when football scene's back in action, CFL going to get going in another couple months here, baseball uh, season mm-hmm. opening day, you know, a month or so away. So it, it, no matter what it is you like to watch, maybe you just want to go, uh, you got an afternoon evening, go throw a little money on the ponies on the little sidebar there. Saw some guys <laughs> getting into that. There was, I saw two or three guys... Um, very upset. Heavily. With what happened at the finish line? Heavily How's that sound? emotionally yeah. invested and probably yeah. financially as well based well, on yeah. their reaction. I don't know if it was a chair that kind of got turned <laughs> over or whatever, but there was a couple of guys that were not exactly happy uh, with the result. The old Joe Carberry, there was bad news waiting for him at the finish line. <laughs> and uh, But it was a great time. Really appreciated. That's one of the texts. We got in a text from old school hockey Doug who was down there. Uh, morning, Kevin. Good good meeting up with you and the boys out at Century on Saturday. Too bad the Oilers didn't come through for the crowd. Uh, Oilers not getting solid 60 from all players. Uh, not blaming Skinner for the loss, but you can't be giving up five goals per game. Skinner has to get back to earlier form. Oilers have to play a better game in front of him. Old school hockey, Doug. Thanks for coming out, Doug. I think we gave you... Uh, uh, maybe a hat or two. Not a hat. We give him the uh, speaker, I think. We gave the speaker to Doug and his crew were, were out there. So, And they were there for probably, uh, I would say, six hours. <laughs> they were there. They wanted that. And then we gave away a fridge at the end of the night. It was awesome. It was really a lot of fun. So uh, thanks again for everybody that came out. So, you know, a lot of comments from the game last Saturday and then on Friday where the Oilers are. And again, what team is it? You don't really know exactly what team you're going to be getting uh, right now because is it the team that had that 24-3 and stretch in the middle of the season here? Or is it the team that has taken a record of 9-17-2? That's the start and here at the end. Well, it's a tale of kind of three seasons so far. Slow start exceptional middle and now a team that is spinning its tires spinning its tires so uh tonight should be a good one la kings edmonton oilers at rogers place both teams 68 points the oilers do have a game in hand yesterday uh, in the nhl really emotional game in chicago the blackhawks and the detroit red wings how do you how would you feel like so you're the blackhawks and yeah you know things aren't exactly going the way you are but you got Connor bedard we're going to honor one of the great players in our franchise history chris chelios well then (laughs) the probably the greatest player in franchise history patrick kane signs with detroit and it just so happens that the jersey retirement Ends up with the first game with with Kane coming back to Chicago, and then he wins it in overtime on a breakaway. So Detroit beats Chicago 3-2 in overtime. Chris Chelios, appreciation night with the, the jersey going up, all the old players there. And uh, Chelios said before the game, Patrick, don't steal my thunder. And then what happened, eh? And you know what? And if you look at uh, maybe we'll try and get some sound from Patrick Kane from last night. I don't know if it's possible, Duke, but... You know, obviously he was very emotional. 
it took him a while. He even said, like, after the game about watching the ceremony and seeing, you know, you look up in the stands and you see all, you know, the fans that have been there. Wayne Gretzky used to say that all the time. You know, he'd come back to back at Northlands after he got traded to the Kings and he would look around and he'd say, there's the same people that have been sitting there for the last 10 years every game. Uh, around the rink, he would watch and warm up and things like that, have a little peek. Same thing for a guy like Patrick Kane. That's what happened last night for, for him. So in the sense of Chris Chelios going, oh, man, you're going to steal my thunder, and that's exactly what Patrick Kane did. So, But it was a good game, and I was trying to find the uh, ceremony, and it was the other game went late on Sportsnet. There was, I think someone said you could find it somewhere else. I couldn't find it on TV. I think I saw Elliot Freeman yeah. uh, tweet out that if you were streaming, like on Sportsnet Plus, you could obviously actually jump well, I think over to. Would. But it, you it, had five channels again. And one, why yeah. wouldn't you not just put the one game? Just say we're we're showing the other game on this channel. And if you want to watch the Chelios thing, go watch the Chelios thing. If you want to watch the Rangers and uh, Flyers at the end, go watch that. I don't know. Rangers and Jackets. Rangers and Jackets. Sorry, my fault. Which, yeah, yeah. a tough one for the Rangers. Rangers and Jackets, <laughs> nine, yeah. Nine in a row. And they, it was ten in a row, yeah. Ten games in a row that they had won, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So that the Columbus ended their ten-game winning streak, the Rangers, 4-2. Also, Pittsburgh, of note, Pittsburgh over Philly. Philly played on Saturday, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Pittsburgh 7-6 yeah. over Philly. Uh, Sid had four points, but... Yeah, man, just... If you wanted to watch that, and then you had to go back and find it, I don't know. So, uh... Uh, Matt Rempe, another scrap again. So he's got, what, three scraps played in Spruce Grove? Four now. Four now? Four and five games. The game Got winner. a goal and an assist already, too. Yeah. So Yeah, not a lot of time on ice. <laughs> yeah, his penalty minutes heavily outweigh his time on ice. Yes, but very heavily. But full, full marks. Like, he went at it with Delorier there on Saturday. That was a great tilt. Oh, man. That was a long tilt. That, was, then, that was old school. Yeah, so, I mean... It, Everything he's doing, like everything that's being asked of him, he is he's doing. So pretty impressive for a young guy that played uh, for the Spruce Grove Saints uh, a few years back. Coming up on the big program, we're going to check in with uh, Alan Mitchell right after the break. Uh, the lowdown with low tide right here on Sports 1440, the noon show. We're still working on a few things right now. Still working. Mondays, you know, I think it was the snowstorm, Duke. First of all, hey, you were driving home last night from Delburn. Yeah. And it was a little hairy out there. So, yeah, just a, a very quick encapsulation on my Sunday as a whole. Um, in the morning, you know, wake up fresh. I kept things on the rails Saturday night at the Nino. Even after the game was over, didn't go back to the tables. You didn't. Cut, cut my losses, went and cashed out my dinger ticket that turned a bit of a profit. But either way, down to Delburn for Senior Outlaws playoff game. Was planning on making it back for a Tropicana's Orangeman game last night at Castle Downs. Outlaws game goes to overtime. Sent a text to the boys. Yeah. Sorry, not making it <laughs> on the call there. And then, you know, they ended up losing in overtime. Uh, unfortunately, blew a 4-1 lead in like the last f- four minutes of the game. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, the, with the with the loss, go and kind of chop it up with the boys for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, right. Wasn't there supposed to be a big uh, storm blowing through and hit it kind of about Pinocchio starting to wet the windshield. And by Leduc, there was a semi-trailer pretty well right across the highway and uh, slowed things up pretty substantially on the drive home. So a bit of a late one getting back last night. Uh, but thankfully, ever I made it safe, and despite shoveling the sidewalk last night, that was an effort in futility because right back up about two feet deep this morning <laughs> yeah, in front of the door. it was pretty bad, wasn't it? But uh, hopefully everybody stay safe, uh, take your time, 
on the roads again. Uh, minus 19 out there. Lots of blowing snow. Lots of snow on the ground, on the cover, on covered snow on the streets. And, uh, well, even White Mud's just a, a debacle coming in. And, and uh, minus 23 tonight. So uh, take it easy. Take your time. So, again, Alan Mitchell will be with us at 720. Mark Spector on the mark at 8 o'clock. 920. Just confirmed. Arash Madani will be with us at 920 uh, from Rogers Sportsnet. Then we'll have... Uh, well, I mean, to watch the curling last night again, uh, to see uh, Holman and Jones go at it. And Did you know that uh, Rachel Holman's husband is assistant coach for the Camrose Kodiaks? Did you know that? I knew he was a hockey guy. Yeah. I did not know he yeah. was Sean Germain. Kodiaks. Yeah, Sean Germain. Hey, oh, so. I mean, he's reached legend status in Canadians' minds uh, going back to the Olympics in uh, 2014, or was that 18? Mm. Double fist and beers at about what turned out to be 7 a.m. our time, I think. Uh, well, I don't remember the year, but uh, yeah, so it was a great game. It was a, nice to see, you know, Jones at the end of her career was uh, emotional. Uh, but Holman, you know, she was the class of the field all week, very deserved win. And now off to the Worlds. And uh, but it was uh, emotional at the end to see the fans and the reaction and, and Jennifer Jones was great. I'll be honest, I haven't been a great Jennifer Jones fan over the years, but I was pulling for her last yeah. night. I really wanted to see her win. Uh, so again, we'll have Arash Madani at 920. So Selena Sturmey, Team Alberta Skip, who had a, had a really wonderful Scotty's Tournament of Hearts, will be with us at 940. Lorianne Munzer, we're switching the deck here a bit. Lorianne Munzer will be with us at 10 o'clock uh, for a segment. Uh, we'll elevate our game with uh, Lorianne Munzer. And then Jimmy Fox, uh, LA Kings analyst. Man, you know, he played for the Kings in the early 80s. He had front row seats for the Triple Crown line. Simmer, Taylor, Dion. I, and I think even Charlie Simmer was out of, a little bit of time. Maybe Dave Taylor, too. I bet that he probably saw a little time on, on that Triple Crown line. We'll ask Jim uh, when we get him on at 1020. When we come back, Alan Mitchell, the lowdown with low tide on Sports 1440, the Kevin Carey Show. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the Puck Report, brought to you by Fountain Tire. Fountain Tire is more than just tires. They offer a wide range of auto repair and services from their expert mechanics. Visit FountainTire.com to see all the mechanical services that they offer as we welcome in Alan Mitchell to the program. Wouldn't it be nice to be on an island near a stream somewhere, Al, right now? Well, it would. I've been there. I've been on boats. I've been on beautiful, beautiful, you know, land with uh, all-inclusive hotels. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would, you know, if you could transport me, if I don't have to go to the airport, wait, fly. If I could just be there. We got to do that. You know, uh, I know you have a lot of leisure time, Kevin. Maybe you could work on that uh, that Star Trek uh, transporter thing. We need that soon. Well, either that or like a private jet, a PJ, we could get the 1440 crew on that. What do you think of that? Well, I, come on. How many guys do you know with private jets? At least a dozen. Just call them, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really low on the list. That's the that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> I was going to say, do we have to send uh, Declan and uh, Donovan, the intern, over to your house and shovel you out or what? Well, you know, I, I'll, I will be honest. I, I knew it was a lot of snow, but I didn't realize I... I, I was taking my dog out this morning for her morning constitutional, and I could get the door open, but I I, I was preparing to shovel and then she peed, so we just came back inside. So nothing is nothing's been shoveled yet, but I, I'll be out there pretty soon here, uh, and I, I got to find a way to get the car out of the garage. That'll be the first one. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to get to work here in a couple hours, man. Right? You bet. You bet. So, what's your concern level with this Oilers team after two losses Friday and Saturday, and they had a chance to? pass 
Vegas for second in the Pacific Division. Well, whenever it's three and four, and we know there's some flu going through, you you are a little bit you know aware that they may not have the the legs that the other team does. But I, the concern I have, and I know everybody's talking about goaltending or whatever, but the owners were just not very good at protecting the puck, like at all. They the the first goal against McDavid sends a, a pass to Zach Hyman. Hyman sends it quickly to Bouchard, and Bouchard tries to deke his way into the zone. Turnover, pucks on the way back, two on one. Kadri scores. The, the owners are they are really talented and great passers. Those three m- names I mentioned particularly, but you also have to protect the puck. It's it's Craig McAvish used to say, it's, it's what you do and minus what you give up, and and they are giving up way too much, way too many opportunities they're turning over pucks and that you know i i know that they were probably tired on uh, on saturday night mm-hmm. but taking care of the puck is primary it doesn't matter even you know people are mad about me david you know pulling the shoot on cadre that's not what happened cadre got inside position and physically was able to to knock McDavid off balance. The key play was not getting the puck deep, and that was Bouchard. And that is a mistake he can't make. And there, there's there's a lot of ways to look at that goal, but execution and protecting the puck and being making the safe play sometimes the best play, especially early, because they got themselves in a hole and they could never dig themselves out. Alan Mitchell with us on Sports 1440, the Kevin Carey Show, 727 in Edmonton. Um, well, Connor McDavid had an off game, yes. Leon Dreisettle had an off game, took the penalty, and then uh, didn't play a couple of shifts, but went out after when there was a power play. What did you make of after the game when Chris Knobloch was asked, had that not happened, uh, were you going to sit Leon for the rest of the period? And his response was, I hadn't decided yet. Your take. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, uh, number one, Leon Dreisaitl did say it's my mistake. He has to be more mature. Uh, I think Calgary came in, as they always do, with an idea about how to upset the, the orders. And, and we, when when you and I were young, the Philadelphia Flyers did this to everybody and even more um, try to, to uh, intimidate them physically. And Leon is a, like, he's a brute and he pushed back and it was a, not a smart penalty, but he admitted it. And that, you know, the coach, the coach did sit him a little bit. I think he got on for a power play, but you can't have that lack of discipline, but it speaks to, I think, Kevin, what we were talking about earlier about protecting the puck, making smart passes. And, and I know that the dump in is, is, viewed in some places as cowardice, but dumping the puck in instead of turning it over at the blue line is, is really a good play. And the Oilers, honestly, they, they make so many dangerous decisions at both blue lines. And if they cut that part of their game out, they'll win even more games than they're, they're winning right now. Yeah, I don't have a problem with dumping the puck in as long as you have speed through the neutral zone to go and retrieve yeah. the puck. And that's... Yep. That's exactly. Key. Yeah, that's key. Uh, Alan Mitchell with us. And uh, you know what, Alan? I was gonna, wanted to kind of discuss the fact that at the end of the second period, you saw some feistiness and you, you saw Matthias Janmark in the second. We saw the fight. And we, but I saw like the Oilers pissed off at the end of the second, but I didn't see it carry over to the third. Why do you think that is? Well, I think they. they I, I think that you have to. Um, uh, you have to choose the hill you're going to die on. Mm-hmm. And that's a game where, where Calgary had – they had the edge in the, the score. I don't remember exactly what the score was after the second period. Uh, and the Oilers were 
you know, they'd expended a lot of energy on things other than playing hockey. But I also think that, that it was their, I believe, third and fourth night, four mm-hmm. nights. And, and they, they were the more tired team. And I think that, that, uh, that was pretty obvious, and they were taking dumb penalties, and the, the the referees were clearly whatever you know, good, bad, and different, angry, whatever you can get at the referees. They really felt that the orders were being, in a lot of ways, the aggressor, and, and the orders were in the penalty box a lot. So the, I think those things, maybe avoiding the penalties and, and uh, maybe trying to salvage the third period to so that they could have some momentum going into Monday's game, might have been factors, but. Um, I didn't feel like they lacked the physical mm-hmm. uh, response to the Flames. I just don't. I think they, they played hard, but not smart. Al Mitchell with us, uh, Sports 1440. We've talked about Zach Hyman all year, well, more than all year, for all the time that he's been here, Alan. And he is never, ever disappointed, I don't think, uh, any time that he's tugged that Oilers uh, jersey on. And again, uh, I mean, and, uh, he was the by far the Oilers' best player Saturday night. He was, and he's a, a unique player in that he's he's relentless he, for the puck and trying to drive to the net and do the things that help you win. I love watching him. I'll never get sick of watching him because he's the, you know, he's got a motor that won't quit. He's intense. He is absolutely uh, uh, has no fear, and and his style on the ice. You know, he's not the most skilled guy on the ice, no. but if you look at like high danger chances and certainly goals, I mean, he's on his way to fifty. Uh, you know, he is just an electric player and all the wingers who came into this town with the idea and the dream of playing with Connor McDavid, he's done more with it. And he does, he doesn't take, uh, you know, his accomplishments for granted. He had a career year a year ago and he's already beaten it. I love the guy. I, you know, for all the times the owners have signed a free agent that didn't work out, Zach Hyman is the payoff because mm-hmm. he is paying off and paying off. He's like, he, he just is amazing. He truly is. I love watching him as a player, one of my favorite players in the NHL. Well, you know, Alan, it's close between you and I who are the least technically, you know, astute. And uh, as far I think I'm less on the interweb than you are. I would say that by far. But I did see a thing from Jerry D yesterday about Zach Hyman. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did. And you know, awesome. Jerry D, you, I mean, you watch him on, uh, on uh, Family Feud all the time, don't you? Oh yeah, the he's can- very he's a very funny guy. <laughs> the Canadian he, edition. He, yeah, well, and, and uh, you know his his um, what I like about his humor is that it's unique. He's mm-hmm. not he's not you know stylizing himself again you know compared to anybody else. And his stuff about students and things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got the. He's a funny man, he really. He, is. And quick sidebar on this, Al. I think you're aware of this. Uh, you know, CBC did a, a movie on the '72 Summit series, and Jerry D was the guy that played Wayne Cashman. In that, yeah, but I, I, you know what, I, I do remember that series, but I did not remember that. That's interesting. Yeah, next time if you can find it, that was a great. I, I love that. It was a two parter, and it was, you know, on the anniversary, I, probably forty, the fortieth or something. Can I tell you a quick story yeah, about sure. Wayne Cashman? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I think it was the '72 uh, Bruins who won the Stanley Cup, and uh, they. The, they were partying all night, and Wayne Cashman is uh, walking in somewhere in Boston, uh, open liquor, uh, <laughs> a little inebriated, and he gets he gets arrested. He gets arrested by the police, and they take him in, and they they you know, they, they know who he is, and they say we got to take you in. And he made they gave him one phone call, and he called for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's standard, yeah. Um, the, love it, love it. To circle back, that Jerry D post yesterday about Zach Hyman goes. 
like this. I'm just got it up here. My brother coached Zach Hyman when he was around 10, 11, 12 years old for a couple of years. It was a stacked team. They had Skinner, Balazie, McFarland, Smith-Pelly, Toffoli, to name a few. Hyman was not even close to being the best player. Not even close. But my brother said he was always the hardest worker. Every practice, every shift, every game, always. People thought he was the o- he was only on the team because his dad was involved in hockey. He had to listen to that every year, but it never phased him. He epitomizes what hard work is. Look at him now. Best 10, 11, 12-year-old kid is not always the best 25 or 30-year-old. Remember that kids work hard. Congrats, Zach. Yep. So, you know, yep, that says it, all. It, says, it says it, it all. Does. And uh, uh, years ago, uh, uh, an aside and somebody that we know uh, uh, well, um, I talked to Burke Marshall, who was the uh, scout for, mm-hmm. I believe, the Islanders, uh, when Jason Strudwick was a junior. And he said that, that he argued for him and they drafted him. And the reason was he was he, said he wasn't the most talented guy, but every time I watched him, he worked hard, and he worked hard every game. And I, I do think that... that um, you know, it's not what you start with and it's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it. And, and Hyman and Strudwick are examples of that. And you and me too, Kevin, look, <laughs> look how far we got with, with, uh, with the amount of talent we had. Minimal, radio, so. minimal talent. <laughs> uh, did you have a chance to watch that Detroit Chicago game, Alan, yesterday? I- I watched about the last, I'd say, 15 minutes or so. But what a goal by Patrick mm-hmm. Kane! You know, whatever you want to say about Patrick Kane, uh, and I thought it was a, I thought the, the celebration afterwards, where where fans were were, uh, you know, I mean, they they were obviously paying homage to a great player who helped their team a lot. It was very nice, and and uh, it's always weird when you see a legend in one uniform come back and play and do well in another city, uh, and, and these are two original six teams, very proud teams, obviously, uh, and I thought it was a really nice, it kind of reminded me of when I was a kid when they would, you know, um, like when, remember Guy Lafleur mm-hmm. when he came back as a New York Ranger or whatever, and um, I, I thought it was really good. I was, I, I was impressed by the play, number one, and then the response from the fans. Well, how about this, Alan? When I was pretty young, probably hmm, maybe 12, 12 years old, I, I watched Chris Chelios play a lot of games because he played for the Moose Jaw Canucks in the SJHL. Yes, so that's, yes, he did. So that's where he got his start. And you think about where times have changed, where kids are going all over the place at young ages. Here's a young kid from Chicago that goes, man, where am I going to play? And think about how it was back then. He ends up in oh, yeah. Moose Jaw, in Moose Jaw. Yeah. Well, and one of the reasons he did that and one of the reasons Mike Medano played in PA was they wanted to play in a tougher league, a rougher league. And at that time... Uh, the college game uh, and, and uh, you, you know, I guess USHL, mm-hmm. the American Junior Leagues, were perceived as being less physical. And the SJHL, I know and you know, mm-hmm. is a very, very physical, tough, intimidating league. And he came up and played well. And so did Madonna. And Madonna maybe was a little uh, different example because he was a high skill. And one of the things that he didn't have was, was you know, a rugged style. And that he sort of... I had to learn it because he went to the PA has always been a really tough team in the in the mm. Western League. And, yeah, and, they, uh, <laughs> they had the, some doozies over the years in PA. Oh man, uh, some back, really tough guys playing well, there. Well, yeah, Ken Baumgartner and uh, Mance, Dave Manson, and uh, man, that was those are just two of the guys off the top of my head. And in the, in the you know mid mid eighties, those guys were just killers. They, they were murderers. Well, they were, and they were intimidating before the anthem. Like mm-hmm. they were, they were, they were taking. Well, they were one of the teams. There's several teams that back in the day that would go to the other team's side 
and take the net for pregame yep. warm-up. So the other team didn't have a net for pregame warm-up. The Raiders were one of them, and no one did anything about it. They couldn't. No. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't. Uh, one couple more quick ones tonight. I'll just your your thoughts on tonight's Kings and uh, Oilers tilt at, uh, at Rogers. I know you'll see a better effort by the Oilers, but L.A. is coming, and they're really good. This is a four-pointer. Um, if you're an Oilers fan, you really want this. More than the weekend games, you want this one because – uh, you know, catching Vegas is one thing. Keeping L.A. at bay is another. And I think that um, uh, I think the owner is going to make the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I don't think it matters terribly. But you'd like to have home ice advantage if you could. And that means second place. Keeping Los Angeles in fourth or, or I guess, one of the wild card spots is ideal. Owners will play it well tonight. It'll be a much better effort. What do you make Kings lineup? I mean, Byfield's kind of been, ever since Jimmy Hiller took over, Byfield's kind of moving up and down. He was always kind of penciled in uh, on that top line. Now he's he shifts down to three sometimes. But they've got some depth up the, up on the forward ranks there. Yeah, they do. And they're, they're you know, Byfield is coming. And, and he's going to be a really good player. Uh, Kopitar went like a dash six the other night, and that never happens. So they're they've got you know great experience and great youth marbled together. I don't know that they have enough players in their peak uh, years to to win a Stanley Cup this year, but they're going to be tough and they'll be good tonight. Watch Byfield; he is he is oh, he's a, a very fine young player. Yeah, and he's he's built like a like a tight end. Like this guy's that big. He's whatever his weight is in the program, it's not it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and he's got great hands and moves. Like he's a big man with high skill, and as you know, everybody knows that that's a rare thing. So he's mm-hmm. a rare player. Alan, thanks for this. Uh, well, I guess you're probably getting out right now and starting shoveling. Or why don't you just phone Declan and Don Donovan, the intern, for sure. Get him over there. Well, you know these guys. By the time they, you know, they got to get a coffee and put their <laughs> mitts on, it'll be eleven thirty. I'll I'll just do it myself. You know, yeah. at least it'll be done. You know. Yeah, Don, and Don, Donovan, he's like he's. He's uh, Charmin soft, isn't he? Like, you know? He he is. I'm glad you pointed that yeah. out. I didn't want to say it out loud, but yeah. I will confirm now that you've said it. Yeah, yeah. very soft. Yeah. I saw him on yeah. I saw him on Saturday night and I got I'm willing to give him a few life lessons. How's that sound? Put it, you know, <laughs> and, and and needs it, right? When yes. you've got hands that soft, there's something wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Talk soon. Enjoy right. the day, buddy. Have a good one. All right, that's Alan Mitchell, the lowdown with Low Tide coming up here at uh, 12 o'clock. And our puck report brought to you by Fountain Tire. Head to FountainTire.com to check out their winter tire lineup and brand offerings. Duke, yeah, on Saturday night, I could just see, uh, I mean, just a young guy that needs, he just needs someone to, if anyone, if we're talking like a a Jerry Seinfeld Banya mentorship, mentorship. this is Donnie. You took the words right out of my yeah. mouth, Kevin. That's exactly what I was thinking of. You could be his mentor, and he, <laughs> he your protege. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of that whole night, and there were several, it was a terrific evening down yeah. at Century, is <laughs> after Donovan and I had a little pregame uh, round of the tables, a uh, little blackjack, little roulette, I fared a little better than the young man uh, at the blackjack <laughs> table where I... Uh, kind of seniored him and said, yeah, Donovan, you're sitting at the end. you got to anchor this oh, for us. No. And he was giving the rap to you, Kevin, about how it went, and you asked him, uh, Donovan, I bet you're sitting on 16 down at the end of the table, aren't you? He's like, absolutely. Why yeah. wouldn't I? <laughs> I, I? I'm willing to give Donovan a little uh, blackjack, you know, lesson. 
a little uh, advice, it, if you not, want to call it's it. It's not always the payoff for you, but you got to take that bullet sometimes for, yeah. And there there was only three of us ahead of them down the line. So it's not like it was a big table or anything, but you got to do your part still. Exactly. You got to do your well, part. Well, first of all, if I were ever at a table with Donovan, there would be no way he'd be the anchor. You wouldn't tru- to trust him down there? I'll get down to the other side, Donovan. Yeah. It's, you know, I can just see. I, I slid him to my left thinking he would be willing to, to eat a few for me, but... He uh, once his funds ran out, then I was the anchor, and so I had to take over that role for the <laughs> remaining player two at the table. And yeah, I ate a, ate a few face cards uh, to help help the overall profit of mm-hmm. all players yes. uh, sitting down. Oh, we'll get to some of your texts. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Nifty one coming in from the King of Fort Nasty just now, and he never even cut you, Duke. <laughs> That's probably coming later in the show. Top of the hour, we'll have Mark Spector at 9 o'clock hour. We've got Arash Madani now and uh, Selena Sturmey. Looking forward to that, talking about uh, the Scotties for the Team Alberta skip. All that more on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. The 740 break means the Duke and BA together again. A couple of scores last night to mention locally. First, Oil Kings beat Wenatchee 5-2 at Rogers. And it was a so-so night. Uh, Some good, some bad on... The university front for the Golden Bears and the Pandas. Unfortunately, the Golden Bears hockey team lost to UBC 4-0. That was game three, the best of three semifinal in UBC. The Bears won game number one on Friday night, lost game two Saturday to Saturday night, and that forced a game three last night where UBC won 4 to nothing. So that's the second time in four years that the Golden Bears have been uh, ousted by UBC in the Canada West semifinal. And now this is just the second time since, uh, well, in the last 11 years that the Bears have failed to qualify for the Canada West final and the University Cup. So the season is over. UBC will host Calgary next weekend in the Canada West final. Much better news for the Pandas hockey team. The Pandas defeat MRU 2-0 in Game 3 of that best of three Canada West women's hockey semifinal. Uh, Madison Willen scored the game winner and uh, Haley Oswald had uh, 20 stops for the shutout, her fifth career playoff win. So uh, the good news for the Pandas too, they'll uh, move on to the uh, Canada West Championship and take on UBC, but they also will qualify for the U Sports Championship. That's hosted by uh, Saskatchewan, so in Saskatoon. And uh, one basketball note, the Canada West Women's Basketball Tournament, uh, the Pandas lost to Saskatchewan, 73-42, but the Pandas, of course, host the U-Sports Championship, and that starts March 7th at the Savile Centre. So there's a little bit of a wrap-up for uh, the university ongoings with the Pandas and the Bears. Here's the king of Fort Nasty. Happy snowy morning, boys. Uh, Didn't Wendell Clark play in the Sask Juniors? Talk about an intimidating player. If you haven't seen it, check out a tribute to Wendell Clark on YouTube. One of my favorites. What a tough SOB. Cheers, the king of Fort Nasty. Well, he played for the Saskatoon Blades. He played lots of minor hockey. I actually played couple years against Wendell Clark in minor hockey, went on to play at Notre Dame, then went to Saskatoon. And Wendell was a defenseman when he was playing for the Blades. And yes, he he was so tough, no one would even touch him in, in junior because he would just kick the snot out of you. Then when he got drafted number one overall by Toronto, moved up to play forward. Um, but you said it, King. He was very tough, intimidating, 
Uh, he hit like a truck. He had a wrist shot that was better than a lot of guys' slap shots. Outstanding. Steve in a truck, and uh, he's been kind of uh, going back at her with the Duke, and uh, we, we had the intro. Duke had it uh, with the call of Patrick Kane's overtime winner uh, last night against uh, Chicago. Uh, Ken Daniels had a better call, but sometimes the Duke doesn't have access to all of the plays, uh, the the uh, broadcasts and things like that. So that's what uh, that was the TNT one, Duke. Was that what it was, the TNT call? Uh- or was it? Uh, I don't know if it was on TV, but that NBC Chicago. NBC, okay. So, so Chicago's home broadcast. Chicago's home, so not but Detroit, they all, obviously. But they also all, uh, yeah. often use that for national broadcasts, I too. I get you, yeah. So we, we don't have access all to every feed and everything like that, so that's kind of how that works. But, yeah, I did hear Ken Daniels call, and obviously Kenny Daniels is pretty excited uh, when Patrick Kane scored the overtime winner. Uh, Stair Farmer says, uh, good morning, boys. Be safe on the roads. Yes, uh, we can't uh, reiterate that enough. Three-foot drifts on my RR. Range Road. wonder what Range Road the Stair Farmer's on. So, yeah, stay safe. Minus 19, looking at uh, minus 23 tonight. I would say, you know, they were talking 15, 20 centimeters that we got last night to starting around... Oh, I don't know, three three o'clock, I guess. It started snowing around our part of town, and then it carried right through into well into the morning. But lots of snow drifts, lots of blowing snow. So, again, be safe. <laughs> Craig and Red Deer, just positive Craig. Morning, guys. Everything sucks again. Talking about Oilers, I am sure. <laughs> Oilers had that 14-game stretch where they allowed, I guess, I guess two goals or less. But now in the last 10 games, I think it's 40, 42 goals, 42 goals in the last 10 games, way, way more. Uh, and then when you saw them on that 16-game winning streak, this was a collective effort. That One of the big things everyone was talking about, that Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl aren't leading this team every night on the score sheet. They're not carrying the team. There were 11 different players that had game-winning goals during that 16-game winning streak. Oilers just have to get back to simplifying things, getting... Uh, you know, attention to detail. That's the main thing moving forward here. Uh, one other note, Corey Perry's at 897 points. Closing in, closing in on 900. Coming up, top of the hour, we will have Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. At 9.20, it'll be Arash Madani from Sportsnet. We're uh, going double dip. 9.40, Selena Sturmey, Team Alberta Skip, uh, and she's our headliner of the day, talking about her experience at the uh, Scotty's Tournament of Hearts. It was a great game last night, Rachel Holman, uh, over Jennifer Jones, 5-4 in the final. Jones just came up. Uh, she was just, you know, she was tight on her final throw, that intern trying to come around, get to the just nibble the button a bit and had a chance, a chance to steal. But the way Holman was chucking rocks all week, who knows? It was probably lights out anyway. Uh, Lorianne Munzer will be with us at 10 o'clock, Olympic gold medalist in cycling in 2004 in Athens. And Jimmy Fox, LA Kings analyst, as the Kings take on the orders tonight. When we come back after the break, it'll be Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Before that, Time now for a Sports 1440 update. Brought to you by Tommy Guns, home of the ultimate grooming experience. Our hot towel shaves, awesome haircuts, and treatments were designed just for you. And get this, every Tuesday and Wednesday, you can get a $30 haircut when you mention Sports 1440. All you got to do, go in to any of the Tommy Guns locations and go, hey, Sports 1440, that's only at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.